Hey guys, this is Mindcast with your host, Kevin Seaman, where we talk about what's going on in your head. Welcome to Mindcast. This is your host, Kevin Seaman. I'd like to take a brief moment to thank our esteemed sponsor of this episode of Mindcast, Dolorex. Dolor is a French word for pain. Rx comes from the Latin word for recipe. Well, let me tell you, this is one of the best recipes for pain I have ever used. This is a product that works, guys. I've tried a lot of pain management products over the years. I have personally used Dolorex CBD cream and the roll-on. And as a coach and a very physical athlete, I've had outstanding results with these topical creams. I've also given them to my staff and clients who have had equally outstanding results. In addition, I've also had equally great results with the powdered CBD drink, especially as a compound factor for injury and related pain. And in addition to pain management, it's given me a feeling of well-being, calm, and relaxation. It's helped me fall asleep more quickly, and I wake refreshed and ready for the next day. Dolorex Proprietary Topical Pain Management Cream combines scientifically proven analgesic ingredients infused with an advanced proprietary nano CBD hemp oil that penetrates deeply and quickly into the skin to manage pain at the source. The fine folks at Dolorex back their quality products with a 100% money-back guarantee within 30 days of delivery. That's D-O-U-L-E-U-R-X. Look for the green and white label. Use the product code MINDCAST to receive a 20% discount on your order. Check them out at dolorex.com. Hi, this is Kevin Seaman, and welcome to MINDCAST. Trusting your intuition means tuning in as deeply as you can to the energy you feel, Following that energy, moment to moment, trusting that it will lead you where you want to go and bring you everything you desire. Shakti Gawain. If we look at life from the eyes of a high-level competitor or a champion, we can utilize some of the qualities that they use in everyday struggles as we work to become a better version of ourselves and learn how to improve our performance. Often in competition, there'll be a big rematch due to the closeness of the score or nature of the team's or athlete's rivalry. This creates tremendous stress for the athletes. I've often reflected on the qualities that make a person embrace the stress of high-level competition and how they use that inflective energy to drive them like a bullet to their mark. For one player or team, if it's a rematch, it could be an opportunity to confirm their position as a champion. For the other player or team, it's redemption after the previous close loss. Due to the high emotions in regard to the decision from the last encounter, both entities inevitably feel enormous pressure to outperform their opposition. So, if you were a champion or high-level performer, what types of things might go through your mind? When people point to you as being clearly outperformed, or say you were robbed, although everyone has an opinion on an outcome, and even though their opinion does not mean they're right or wrong, 
From the athlete's point of view, it still magnifies the stress to an incredible degree. It still creates static consciously in your head as an athlete. That noise, those voices in your head, those pictures that you make, and your future actions are absolutely affected. A person must have an undeniable and absolute belief in their skills and abilities to an extent that they operate on a level of superconscious performance with a complete and total confidence in their outcome of victory. As a performance coach, I've studied areas of psychology, neurolinguistic programming, and cognitive neuroscience in relation to human performance. What I have found is that these concepts, i.e. how to process stress and how to get better at tuning into your target and conjunctively turning down the unnecessary internal and external noise are very important qualities of optimal performance and winning. This superconscious performance is without conscious thought, switching off the cerebral cortex function of questioning and focusing only on the target of that particular moment in time. That target is go out and get what you want. While studying these areas related to optimal human performance, I came across Dr. John Elliott, a cognitive neuroscientist and a psychologist from Virginia. Dr. Elliott has studied both of these important elements, the use of your conscious thought to deliberately design your training or preparatory strategy for your upcoming or ongoing performance, and your superconscious approach to that performance. Dr. Elliott, in his book, Overachievement, the New Model for Exceptional Performance, refers to these two areas as the training mindset and the trusting mindset. We've all experienced this trusting mindset. It was when we were too young and small to know enough to realize any other way. When you're a kid and you want something, you don't wait and analyze the best approach or route, maybe for a split second, then you beeline straight for it and you get it. And you do this without hesitation. You just do it. In the words of Dr. John Elliott, the trusting mindset is what you were in before you knew any better. Elliot goes on to say that the opposite of the trusting mindset is the training mindset. Although both are important, it is the trusting mindset that moves you without thought, determination, and analysis beyond the realm of conscious or the subconscious. It just allows you to do what it is you do to get where you predecided you want to be. The trusting mindset utilizes closed-loop processing by bypassing the cerebral cortex and engaging the sensory cortex to the motor cortex in a loop of neurological signals. To put it simply, this reactionary type of thinking is what occurs when someone tosses you a ball. You don't think about the velocity, the size, or the distance. You don't analyze it. You just catch it. For competitive athletes, this is precisely what we want to occur. To react to the stress and the attacks without analysis. To just be in the moment. This superconscious mind or trusting mindset has been referred to throughout history and in many cultures. It has been called instinct or intuition. It's been referred to as the responsive mind or gut feeling. And the Japanese have called it mushin, which actually translates to no mind. In the state of no mind, there's an absence of logical thought and judgment by the athlete. The individual is totally free to act and react towards an opponent without hesitation. 
without disruption from cognitive thoughts. In this mindset, a person relies not on what they think should be the next move, but what they've trained as a natural reaction or what is felt intuitively. Their mind is responsive and working on a high level and usually at a high speed. Their mind is not on autopilot. It is totally engaged on superpilot. Here's a great quote from high-level athlete, jiu-jitsu master Hickson Gracie. When I'm fighting, I'm keeping my mind empty for any expectations. I'm waiting for something unique, completely new. Hickson Gracie, renowned champion of the famous Gracie jiu-jitsu family. Open-loop processing relays the information from the sensory receptors, eyes, ears, touch, etc., to the sensory cortex, then to the hippocampus of the brain. The hippocampus then transfers the impulse to the cerebral cortex and then supplies an analysis of the variable's possibilities and interpreting what we should do prior to sending the signal to your motor cortex as well to other areas of the brain. This, of course, is a simplistic explanation of our brain's function. The human brain consists of approximately 10 billion interconnected nerve cells with innumerable extensions. So let's cut to the chase. The bottom line of this idea is to use a training mindset to train and the trusting mindset to perform. We all use the trusting mindset every day when we do things like driving to work, eating, opening a door, communicating, etc. Whereas the training mindset helps you to prepare yourself Get stronger, organize your approach, strategize your attack, capitalize on your strengths, and analyze your opponent's advantages or the advantages and disadvantages in your life challenges, and figure out the best way to proceed based on your given information at hand. But it also interferes with your actual performance. A great example of the training mindset versus a trusting mindset for many people is an activity such as skiing or snowboarding. You learn to ski, hopefully taking lessons, and then you hone that skill doing dozens of runs. Over time, you become to the point where you become one with the mountain. You don't calculate every bump, mogul, curve, or incline change. You just flow. You just do it, and your nervous system operates on a precise and natural level of response automatically. A lower level of this can be seen when driving. If you are an experienced driver, you become connected to the vehicle as a trusting mindset drives you to your destination. Although this is an, on a much different level than seen in extreme sports or high-pressure performance, it gives you a better understanding of what the trusting mindset is. It is an automatic, superconscious piloting system. What do I really have control over? We have the illusion that we have control over many facets in our lives. However, the reality is we only have control over three things. Once again, let me clarify this central principle I learned from Jack Canfield. There are only three things we actually could have control over in our lives. Number one, the things we say to ourselves, our inner dialogue. Number two, the pictures we make in our head or our visualizations. And number three, our response to our challenges. In effect, our actions. These three areas are crucial to our development, not just as an athlete, but also as a high achiever and performer in any area of our life, in our application of the training mindset. These three things allow us to reflect on our training, 
our path, and ultimately our preparation for performance. Some of the best coaches I've studied agree. Focus on your performance and training, and then just do what you've trained to do when you perform. Don't let the thought process interfere with your outcome. An analogy John Elliott uses to illustrate this is that to perform in the moment using the trusting mindset is similar to thinking like a squirrel. A squirrel lacks the cerebral cortex we possess. So as a squirrel runs across a power line, they don't analyze the dangers. They just point themselves at their target, the next pole, and go. They, by definition, have the perfect closed-loop process, mastered by default. Okay, hopefully, although thankfully none of us think exactly like squirrels, we can learn from this analogy. Mastering the trusting mindset. When people ask me, how can I learn to improve the power in my kick or sharpen my hand speed and striking skills in martial arts? I answer, to get better at something, you need to do more of it. You need to do it over and over. When you are so tired of doing it, that's when you truly know it. It's those repetitions that are the key. Doing the pattern of action over and over develops that deeply etched habit pattern. And that's when it's been inscribed into the memory of your hard drive. In my book, The Winning Mindset, I point out the four levels of learning, with the last being unconscious competence. This is the point where you're just doing it without conscious thought to impede your performance. To get to this point, you must sustain the point of conscious competence, the third stage, until the skills transcend beyond being consciously driven. In other words, you've got to have six skills. Here's how it goes. The process of learning is a skill, for the most part, gradual and repetitious as we pass through four evolving levels of competence. The first level is known as unconscious incompetence. This is the primary stage where you have no foundation. You're totally unaware that you lack a certain skill or ability. The second level is conscious incompetence. At this point, you lack the particular skill or ability, but you know it. You're conscious of your lack of skill. You may even want the desired skill very badly, yet you are not able or prepared to invest the time necessary to move beyond this level. The third level is conscious competence. This is the level where you are well aware of your ability and proficient at it. You've done the reps to get to this point. The challenge is most people stop progressing, never transcending beyond this stage. They simply quit, believing that they've gotten to the summit of their skill level. The final stage is unconscious competence, a level where you do whatever it is in a state of flow without the struggle of conscious thought to impede your forward direction. You respond naturally in an excellent fashion. You perform as though you're in that moment a skilled technician without reflection. This is the state that every musician, athlete, technician, or performer must reach to be exceptional. You just do it. In order to get better at releasing yourself from the analytical albatross of thinking while you're performing, put yourself in the position of operating from the trusting mindset during your training. Use it when scrimmaging, drilling, and doing cardio and endurance training. Try to use it more often in these functions than the training mindset, and it will become a super conscious pattern. Embracing stress. 
When faced with stressful situations like a championship or challenging performance, many of us do our best to manage that stress. We try to do it by controlling our breathing or thinking relaxing thoughts, trying our best to put us out of that stressful state, trying our darndest to manage that stress. Attempting that is actually fighting against what is naturally occurring inside of us. I spoke about this in a previous Mindcast, Identifying Your Sticking Points, and my first Mindcast, The Illusion of Control. Since the dawn of the ages, mankind has developed a way of preparing themselves for battle, the hunt, or fleeing from danger by using this remarkable biochemical change to help us survive. Our body is preparing us for the stress by increasing our heart rate, creating adrenaline, converting glycogen into needed glucose, and drawing the blood from our stomach area to our muscles. We feel sensations like butterflies, irritability, and the need to yawn to take on more oxygen. This is our body preparing us for battle. Instead of trying to manage that stress, we need to reframe our interpretation of what that stress means to us and how to reinterpret how we can use it. Embrace the stress, understand it, and welcome it. Feel the fear and do it anyway. Thank you. Remember, for optimal performance, use the training mindset to train and the trusting mindset to perform. Remember to subscribe to Mindcast on your favorite host provider. If you're listening on iTunes, please do me a huge favor and rate and review Mindcast. We are now listened to worldwide in 37 countries. Thank you to all my listeners for making that happen. And a huge thank you to the fine people at Dolorex, my sponsors of Mindcast. Check them out. Go to dolorex.com and put in Mindcast as your promo code. You'll receive 20% discount off of any product, plus free shipping. Again, thank you. Until next time, this is Kevin Seaman, and this is Mindcast.